Hey y'all, hey, it's Freckles. I'm back here to have another discussion, a short discussion today about what is going on in these YouTube streets with all this beef. Like I've said many a times, we can learn from what is going on on here, what we're seeing in the different type of interpersonal relationships, the um, conflict, the the um, conflict resolution. We can learn from what we're seeing here on YouTube and applied in real life to work situations, marriages, friendships, you know, all types of different relationships because a lot of what we're seeing is going on is similar to um, what happens in many relationships, regardless of what type of relationship it is. And I, I saw somebody mention on social media the other day the concept of uh, implicit bias and how it related to um, how it related to what's going on in these YouTube streets. And it's something that's been brought up in different terms several times. It's something that I think we all see, but not all of us know how to put a definition on it. And it is an uncomfortable situation. So some people, I'm not an uncomfortable situation, an uncomfortable topic for some people. So it makes it difficult for them to speak about it or acknowledge it, which is very unfortunate because it can help us un understand a lot about how we view the world, that lens through which we view the world. And I think that some people could take the time to maybe educate themselves a little bit, you know, to become more familiar with exactly what it is that drives them to view things the way they do. One of the things that fascinates me about these YouTube beefs that we've talked about multiple times is that herd mentality, that group think where people will go, not all people, you know, this is a small group of people we're talking about, but you know, we all see it, right? Where the fave can say something outrageous and, you know, they have this group of subs that just go along with whatever they say, regardless of how, you know, ridiculous it may sound to the people outside of that group, you know, where we're over here looking at them like, where's the logic in this? But that that quote unquote leader and their quote unquote followers see absolutely nothing wrong with it. Although today I was watching another content creator and there was a lady who came on there who was very devoted to a content creator. And she described a situation where supposedly he turned on her last night and started reading private text messages. And sounds like embarrassed her, made her feel ashamed and shunned her and it's from what she was saying, it sounded as if, you know, some of the people in the chat were attacking her as well. We see this happen. Uh, not that, well, I guess it depends on the content creator because we do see that with some con with a content rec creator repeatedly. But anywho, what was interesting to me was that this lady was saying that she knew that the content creator that she was so loyal to was doing bad things, saying bad things, treating people in a way that she didn't feel comfortable with, doing things that she didn't feel comfortable with, but that she, or that she ordinarily wouldn't go along with. Um, but she would go along with it because of her devotion to this person. And that's what we're talking about with the group think when people get in a group and they are doing things that to outsiders would seem strange or odd or inappropriate but you feel more comfortable doing it because the rest of the people in the group are doing it right so she said that now she realized that she was wrong and 
that content creator was wrong and how could I have gone along with this for so long? I was such a fool. And it's interesting that, you know, to hear that play out where somebody's sharing their experience because did you not realize how whatever it is she's describing, how bad it was when you were in it? Well, she said, yeah, I, I knew it, but I went ahead and went along with it. I mean, it, it is just the perfect display of that group think and that herd-like mentality. But now that this person has supposedly turned on her as she described it, now, you know, she's going out to talk about it and, you know, tell it to whoever, whoever will listen. It's just interesting because we're actually seeing this play out. But something else that I, um, back to the implicit, implicit biases, we're seeing this in what well, I'm seeing it. And, I, and I, I see other people talking about it more so on a low key level. When we're questioning the judgment or the content of some things that people are creating, because sometimes it seems as if there may be some implicit biases that are leading to microaggressions. And, you know, the content creators may not even realize it, but some of us out here who are watching are most definitely realizing it. So I just wanted to talk about it a little bit today maybe to get some people to think, maybe do some research and do some maybe internal reflection. We don't have control over what anybody else does, but I truly believe sometimes people just have absolutely no idea about these types of things. Um, or have a general idea about it, but doesn't understand how deep it really runs in a person. So in general, what implicit bias is the unconscious collection of stereotypes and attitudes that we develop towards certain groups of people, which can affect our um, relationships and our decisions, how we view things. So when we have one content creator telling us this about another content creator or something like that, people who have similar, similar beliefs of them, their implicit biases are going to affect the way they think. You know, when we look at a group of people and we say, how could they think that? How could they go along with that? A lot of it has to do with their implicit biases. Um, these, the implicit biases are, um, I mean, they're what shapes, the, the automatic cognitive processes are what shape human behavior in general, our beliefs and attitudes. Um, implicit is, uh, biases are unconscious means that they're not at the forefront of my of our brain so they're not readily accessible to us we don't even know they're there all the time you know you have to do the you have to put in the work to even uncover them to realize them in order to change them so and the um uh, unconscious unconscious biases derive from our ability to rapidly find patterns and small bits of information and um, the patterns emerge from positive or negative attitudes and stereotypes that we develop about certain groups of people and form outside of our own consciousness from a very young age. This is not something that starts as an adult. These are things that you're learning and picking up on all through your childhood, you know, that you learn from your family, that you're learning from your environment. Um, and these types of processes, they can efficiently sort and filter different perceptions. And they're, the reflexive biases um, promote 
inconsistent decision making, unfortunately, and can lead to some serious errors in judgment. Um, the cognitive processes, uh, they are, mm, they attribute to our social identities. And there's a lot of research that um, shows that our views, that these things um, influence our views on race, ethnicity, age, gender, sexual orientation, weight. And um, the studies show that many people are biased in favor of people who are white, young, male, heterosexual, and thin. And uh, the rest of it, unconsciously, we learn to associate certain attributes with certain social groups. Um, for example, men being strong, uh, women being nurturing. Um, the research shows, um, even though it f makes some people feel uncomfortable, research shows that in general, um, there is a preference for white, for white people over black people. I mean, it, it just, it is what it is. It's something that's ingrained with us or ingrained within many of us and we don't even realize it because it's an unconscious thing. And that brings me to another, something else that I noticed out here in these YouTube streets is uh, discussions about professionals, whether or not they should be discussing things that are going on on YouTube or discussing things that are going on in popular culture or uh, other content creators. For example, the lead attorney, I've, I've heard people saying, oh, why is he contenting, or why is he out here commenting on Tasha Kay and R. Kelly? Doesn't he have better things to do? Well, what's interesting to me is that there are many, many people who come out and make videos and they are playing amateur lawyers. They're, are, they are trying to interpret documents and give their legal opinion and advice about situations, documents, or whatever the case may be. But here you are, you have an attorney who's actually doing that and giving uh, his professional legal opinion on something and it's a problem. Yet, we have attorneys like Emily Baker who are here and she has almost 150, 200,000 200, um, subscribers. I don't hear people complain about her in the commentary she makes. Same thing with um, comments I get about, oh, you're a therapist, don't you have anything better to do? Well, there's a lot of amateur therapists out here who um, could potentially be putting people in, in, in harm's way, not understanding the therapeutic process, possibly opening up wounds and then not being there to, um, to, to, for that person to properly process any emotions or traumas that are brought up. But when a professional comes out and somebody who's trained in it comes out to start talking about different things that you're noticing, uh, social interactions and things like that, it's a problem. I don't understand that. But there is a very interesting guy, very talented and knowledgeable guy. His channel is called Psychology in Seattle. He is a doctor level uh, therapist and he's a a professor, I can't think of what school it's at, maybe it's University of Seattle, but he does commentary on 90 Day Fiance couples. He probably has about over 100,000 subs, I can't think of um, how many it is, but a lot. I don't hear about people giving him a hard time. Why is it 
that it's okay for certain content creators to, to do this commentary and not uh, for others. Why is it that some professionals, it's okay for them to put time in and share knowledge on YouTube, but for others it isn't? It makes me wonder if there's some implicit bias going on here. It really does. So um, implicit biases, as you, as you can see here on the screen, they can be um, thoughts, ideas, or uh, stereotypes that are regarding race, age, um, religion, gender, weight, all these types of things. And these these biases are unconscious, meaning we don't have access to them. We don't even know that they're always, we don't know that they're there a lot of times. And it is reflexive thinking, kind of like walking. When we get up to walk, we just walk. We don't think about putting one foot in front of the other if we don't have any type of, um, you know, walking difficulties or any issues like that. And these things are brought on by these stereotypes these cognitions, these thoughts are brought on by your lived experiences, how you were raised, what kind of environment you're in, you know, your different life experiences, and also uh, the media, the things that are shoved down our throat on a regular basis, you know what I mean? All this has an effect on how we, um, how we view the world. And again, these implicit biases are an unconscious collection of stereotypes and attitudes that we develop towards certain groups of people, which affect how we interact with those people, how we view those people, whether or not we believe those people, whether or not we um, give credence to whatever information it is they're trying to, to share, whether or not we're afraid of them, whether or not we think they're intelligent, all these different types of things, whether or not we find them attractive. All these implicit biases have an effect on our lens through which we view the world. And whether people know it or not, they are operating. And sometimes an individual can't see it in themselves, whereas other people can see it pretty clearly. Um, to strategies to use to combat um, implicit biases are introspect introspection. You have to explore and identify your own implicit biases by taking implicit association tests or through other means. You know, be mindful, um, practice ways to reduce stress and, and increase mindfulness um, within yourself. Uh, perspective thinking, consider experiences from the point of view of the person being stereotyped, or uh, use some empathy, put yourself in the other person's shoes. You can also do things like consume media about such experiences, such as like what it what it, it's like to grow up being a person of color or being a from a particular ethnicity or background, what it was like. There's a good book out there called White Privilege. Um, I think people can learn a lot from that if they have uh, no idea or, you know, that there is racism still in the world and it's, 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 it's alive and well. Um, I would suggest anybody who believes that there is no racism in the world, that there's only racism if we talk about it, because not, not talking about it doesn't make it go away. Um, it's still here, not addressing it. And um, when, when we see it, it's not gonna make it go away. That only perpetuates it. So 
for anybody who who's living in a mindset of there is no more racism in the world or there's only racism if we talk about it go read the book white privilege because you'll learn a lot you will learn a lot um, learn to slow down pause and reflect on your potential biases before interacting with other with people of certain groups to reduce that reflex those reflexive uh, reactions um, that could include thinking about positive positive examples of stereotyped groups um, things like that individuation evaluate people based on their personal characteristics rather than those affiliate affiliated with their group okay people are individuals you can't judge a person based on a broad stereotype of an entire group of people, whether that be race, sex, um, sexual orientation, um, education, lack of education, where they grew up, what part of the state they grew up in, if they have a, you know, um, I mean, just a wide variety of things. You can't put everybody in one, in one bucket. You just can't. Um, practice humanity or I'm sorry humility practice humility you know um, do some self-reflection that is critical critical self-reflection um, all these things be welcoming and embracing to cultural differences you know embrace multiculturalism so these implicit biases start off as stereotypes. Those stereotypes um, that we experience or that we develop, they lead into implicit biases, which then lead to microaggressions. And many times people do not, um, they don't understand what microaggressions are. They don't understand that they're there. A lot of times people don't even understand that um, they are, they are, uh, placing, you know, that they themselves are participating in microaggressions. Okay, you guys, just real quick, I wanted to add on um, the idea of confirmation bias, which is the tendency to search for and interpret, interpret and recall information in a way that supports what we already believe. With all these YouTube beefs going on based on things that happened months and months ago, we see a lot of revisionist history. We see, uh, because a lot of the, the information or beef that's going on, the basis of it, a lot of those videos are gone now. So people have a selective memory. They have revisionist history. And we're seeing that and we're uh, picking up, people are pointing out things and picking up on things and specifying and zoning in on things that um, recalling information that supports what they already what they already believe some people just are are fixed firm in their beliefs in their memory of the events and they're not going to change from that they're not going to stray from that so I think sometimes people putting a lot of time and effort into changing a person's mind or swaying their way of thinking, it's fruitless at times. You know, even if you are doing, even if you're doing it from a place of positivity, 
it doesn't always matter. 